It's not worth winning if you can't win What you just heard there, folks, is the famous Viking skull clap for Team Iceland. Normally, it's done for the Team Iceland national football team, but I figure after uh, this episode, they're going to be doing it for hockey as well, Heath. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't, I couldn't find what Wolf the Dentist was chanting at the team to get him fired up before the game. Uh, but this is a very delightful uh, runner up for uh, getting us fired up for this podcast that is going to highlight the glorious bad guy of D2, Team Iceland. One of us really should have learned Icelandic before uh, we started this uh, these uh, episodes because uh, you, you mentioned there's the chant that Stanson does, yeah. which we don't know what he says. And then also uh, the face-off, uh, the first face-off for the, op- the opening face-off for the game, Gunnar Stahl says something in Icelandic to Jesse that yeah. you, we don't know what he says either. So we yeah. really... I mean, but we found out with that 12 to 1 tail kicking Brandon that's whatever it was it was something along those lines I'm assuming I mean well yeah whatever they're saying it's working you know keep, yep. keep saying it yeah I, I, we, I'll add, we really I'll add the Icelandic ball, to, that yeah I'll, I'll add Icelandic to the uh to the uh to the list you know currently learning Spanish I wonder if it's on Duolingo I'll have to double check when we're done recording I bet it is it's got to be on Duolingo yeah. right yeah they got oh, everything man, that's and yeah, exactly. And so we're going to just be a couple Icelandic speaking fools over here. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Do they speak? So anyways, do they wait, what do they, is it like, uh, I wonder how, I wonder how many of them speak English as well. Do you think it's a good chunk or is, do you think, you know, cause some European countries, a good chunk of them also speak English, but I wonder if Iceland's one of those or if it's just strictly Icelandic over there. Yeah, kind of like um, kind of like Wales in in the UK, where you know a lot of them speak Welsh, but mostly speak English. Well, yeah, there's similar the vast, type of setup. The, yeah, but the I mean, it I would imagine it's different because I Wales they mainly speak English. The I just googled it and. While just about all Icelanders speak Icelandic, they also tend to be fairly multilingual. The majority of Icelanders speak fluent English in addition to other languages like Danish, German, Spanish, and French. But the main two are Icelandic and English, as you as you just said. Okay. Okay. So it'd be it's it's a fairly easy travel destination. You don't need to worry about translation. Yep. And honestly, yeah, easy travel de- definition, uh, destination. And also it's, uh, Icelandic is, uh, North G- Germanic. Uh, so if you know bits and pieces of German, then I think that you'd be able to pick up on it pretty, pretty easily. I would wager that that's not entirely true. Um, because uh, the but German- there's similarities, enough similarities they're, to pick up. They're on. part of, I, I, 
I find so <laughs> there as a part time linguist linguist as I'm learning Spanish and German, you know, I, I know everything, Brandon. So just because they're they're in the Germanic language family, but that's a huge fucking family, Heath. And I would imagine that German and because English is a Germanic language as well. So is oh, that's true. Uh, so is Danish. So is Swedish. All of those, uh, all of those languages. I, I can't remember if Norwegian Norway has their own language. Is Norwegian a language? I think it might be. But all those are Germanic so. languages. I would imagine Iceland and German are not super. I while compatible, I would wager they're not. Uh, they're not very close as far as you know the same words it's it's like german and english you can you there's a lot of words that you can like you can translate just in yourself just based on you know the way they're spelled and like how they sound and all that kind of stuff because they're very very close i would imagine iceland is not like that i would imagine they follow the same language rules but you're not gonna like music in icelandic isn't just gonna be with a k instead of a c like it is in german um that's actually how Paul Noble in my audiobook that's teaching me German starts off. It starts with like words and phrases that you can kind of understand and like builds yeah. off of that. Yeah, genius, but I, genius methodology. Go, go, Google what mute what how you say music in Icelandic right now. Okay. Well, give me just five seconds. Put me on the spot. Oh, it's music m-y-u-z-i-k music that's how they say it sure what do you think about that brandon that's not what uh that's not what uh google translate is telling me oh really that's what this fucking weird site that i just clicked on really quick so it says uh oh wait it says tone that's tone list tone list yeah yeah you you were reading how we pronounce the word, how you pronounce the word in English. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's in the wrong section. Okay, we're, let's. You're, this is why we can't have nice things, Heath. Before you make a fool yeah. of yourself anymore, let's move on. Okay, let's go. So, so we're, we're we're picking why, up. Why are you yelling at me and choosing violence again, Brandon? That's <laughs> just you put me on the spot and making me Google shit really quick, and I just read the first thing that I saw. Okay, well. You know, you gotta you gotta do a little more research, Heath. You can't exactly be just spouting off the first things you see. Uh, you can't you can't put that kind of pressure on me, Brandon, and not expect me to stub my toe every <laughs> once in a while. That's just you know, I'm human, Brandon. That's what this podcast is. It's human, like me. Speaking speaking of this podcast, this is the Cake Eaters podcast. Uh, my name is Brandon. I have my co-host Heath with me. Before so. we get before we delve any farther into the Icelandic language, which I assure you we will let's get yeah i'm, li- I'm gonna the- learn it now brandon like yeah, don't don't tempt me with a good time like that like, oh, dude, by, by I, the time this podcast ends i'll be fluent in this in icelandic i i think i mentioned in one of the one of our previous episodes that one of the big complaints that i've seen um about this movie is its treatment of team iceland and how nothing about it is necessarily icelandic including the names of the players mm. so i I did a lot of research about Icelandic names and then about the names that they used in this movie. So I have a whole tirade about that, but we're, I think we're going st- right. to, I'm going to save that for a, a, sta- a standalone episode. Yeah. 
I because I I love everything about that, and now I need to go back and rewatch and pay a much more close attention to the names on the back of the jerseys. But I mean, they this they, they, they Brandon, only show we dig in. Oh, yeah, they, I, I would say they only show there's only like six, six or seven last names that you see, including yeah. including Stanson. Um, so there's not a ton, but I, I did I did a whole bunch of research on Icelandic names. So you study up on the language and we'll yeah. circle back to this in a standalone episode because we can I'm sure we could go for, you know, an hour just on this, uh, just on the Icelandic language alone. Yeah, but I love it back back because like I mentioned, this is the cake eaters podcast. We're talking D2. This is part five. Mm-hmm of our series uh delving into d2 we're breaking it up into roughly 10 minute uh segments of the movie for each episode so today's segment uh is minute 41 ish it's like 41 and a half to minute 50 51 so we're we're starting right after the rodeo drive scene correct so we're picking up minute 41 and a half right when julie the cat walks into Bombay's office. Yep. Yep. And we have Bombay on the phone pitching the air Bombay's. It's so not this, a sneaker. It's a street shoe like coaches wear. Did you, did you hear what he says after that? Yeah, sure. With a pump, that'll work. With, with, with a fucking pump, dude, with a fucking Who pump. That would be amazing. Loafers that would be amazing. So wait, hold on. So I pictured it like like penny loafers, like where the penny is. That's where you kind of like start. You have the pump. Okay. And you, you pump up the loafs before like you go coach. I like that. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you think the hockey ones have like a little bit of like stuff underneath so that you can get some grip on the ice? Oh, for sure. They're they're definitely gonna not, be they're gonna be all terrain, all terrain, all terrain loafers with the pump. God, I want a pair. Who, where's Nike at with this stuff? Like, get your shit together. Nike, Disney, let's get a collab going and let's get some Air Bombays in the store yesterday. I honestly can't believe they didn't at least like put something out or like a like a limited edition. I it was just it was rife for merchandising. But Absolutely, I, I, like that huge was, missed that, opportunity. That, when I heard that, because that's the first time I noticed that was uh, yeah, we could put a pump on it uh, because of the. I love it. Yeah, because remember when we were talking about Little Big League, we were talking about the Rollins yeah. pump-up glove, how it never it doesn't do anything. But Yeah, and you uh, know what? I got Instagram ads targeted at me after that episode about <laughs> Rollins uh, pump-up sneakers. Like, they brought them back. Nike brought the, the pumps back, man. Uh, well, the Re- Reebok is the pumps. It's or the Reebok. Reebok. Sorry, sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah. Not, it's not what I say. Yeah. It's what I mean. They also, I think they brought the uh, Kamikazes back, the Sean Kemp shoes. Ah, oh, fire. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, do, do those co- do those come with a pump? No, they don't. But I, yeah. I do love the Reebok Kamikazes. I just, we, we've talked about it in quite a bit of detail. I just love some Sean Kemp. He was Blake Griffin before his time, like very, probably the most underrated Ooh. in-game dunker of all time. I'll, I'll throw that out there. I think you're giving Blake Griffin a, a little too much credit. Well, that's a very good point. Yeah. Sean Kemp was way better. Sean Kemp led his team to a finals. Him and him and GP. Yeah. All, all Blake Griffin and CP3 did was choke in, in a seven-game series to uh, the Rockets when James Harden laid an egg and Josh Smith was leading the charge. But, you know, there we yeah. go. Well, that that falls – I, I wouldn't blame Griffin for that. I feel like that blame falls squarely on CP3. CP3 yeah. should get all of the blame, none of the credit for everything he's done in his life. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he cost the Rockets a championship by blowing out his hamstring like a real dick in game six against the Warriors. He cost the Suns a shot at a championship this year with his just fucking quitting in game seven. The dude's a yeah. The dude is the most one of the most overrated players. Point God, more like point loser. Heath. Oh, yikes. Don't let my good friend Ryan Rosillo hear you say that. He is a CP3 truther, and I like Not to you. consider I've, him a good friend of mine because I listen to his podcast all the time. I've I've disliked CP3 in the way he plays basketball since he started. Dude's, a, dude's yeah. garbage. All right. So <laughs> CP3 being the worst <laughs> aside... <laughs> Let's get we, back to the movie. Let's get back to we got Bombay Ju- telling Julie the cat. He's gonna, yeah, Julie the cat, because Bombay is like, hey, let's talk about the loafer at dinner. And Julie's like, hey, coach, I want to play. When am I going to get a chance? And I've got to agree with her because there were some serious blowouts. Why wasn't she in for the third period? They're kids. That doesn't, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't run with me, Brandon. It doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Um, trash coaching by Bombay again. Like, I'm sorry. I love me some Bombay, but this movie just really poked a lot of really big holes in his coaching. Yes. Yes. His coaching. Yeah. His coaching, his player management. A lot of it is very suspect. His loyalty to Goldberg is maddening. Yeah. Absolutely. Unbelievable. The, the the, The fact that Julie even has to have this conversation with Bombay is ridiculous and then he blow he just he flat out blows her off um she julie was far too nice throughout this interaction which i mean makes sense she's what 13 years old she's not exactly equipped to you know stand up for herself in a situation like this but yeah um yeah because the fact that that, he gives a lame excuse like oh goldberg's on a hot streak gotta stick with him as long as we're winning which like i mean makes sense but like the last game was 11 nothing there's there's yeah. no reason that she should not have been in the game playing like the entire third period. No reason. Exactly. Get her some garbage time. Just yeah. if for if for anything else, just to keep her warm, you know? Yeah, and to keep, keep Goldberg it. rested for like, you know, he got pretty burnt out in Iceland when they started ringing him up. That's true. Imagine if you if you sit Goldberg for the the for the third period of the the Italy game. And then you know the the Iceland game maybe has a whole different uh, start to it if if you get a fully rested Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Although I I, and, I, t- I, t- I take that back instantly after I say it because Goldberg's trash and he's a he's a garbage goalie. I I don't know. I, you know what I was thinking back on though when I was like watching this movie as a kid, I was a I was a pro Goldberg. I was like, yeah, man, Goldberg's one of the Ducks. You know, I was a Ducks loyalist through and through. But as an adult, you know, you kind of come around and you realize like, hey, you know, Julie the Cat's got the fundamentals. She's like the the Tim Duncan of goalkeeping back there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, get her in the fucking game, coach. So that was I, I kind of like went through that thought process while I was watching this time. Like, man, as a kid, I was totally all goal. Like between this movie, the first movie, Heavyweights, like I was pro Goldberg through and through, you know. Let that guy just sit back there ripping farts during the, the net the whole time. <laughs> Love it. So I so my my frame of mind when I was a kid is gonna be a little bit different from yours. Because yeah, my because well, fr- you've been a hater your whole life. I've been a little more cheery. I'm, first of all, I'm not a hater. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> After I just got done shitting on on CP3. I'm not a hater, Heath, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But uh, all right, Brandon. Okay, I believe you. That's fine. Whatever you gotta <laughs> tell yourself. But so my my because I because you you saw D one first, correct? And then did you see these yeah. in order, or did you see D two first? No, I absolutely saw these in order. D one okay. was out before D two. So I was, I was, I remember watching, I think D2 was the first movie that I saw of it, but I was so young when it came out because it came out, what, 94, right? Yeah, 94. So I had been, I was three years old. I'm not comprehending stuff. The first one that I remember watching and comprehending was D3. And in D3, the, you know, the, the Julie, the cat, I, I instantly recognized that Julie, the cat needs to be playing and this Goldberg guy's trash because I started with D3 and it's very apparent in that movie. So then coming back yeah. to this one, it, it just, it reinforced it even more to where it's like this fucking Bombay dude is just, just blind loyalty to Goldberg is a detriment to uh, the, not only this team, but this country. Heath. Yikes. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, Goldberg played well until the Iceland game, but I just, you know, you got to give, especially like this isn't, you know, just the state of Minnesota. So you're getting just some scrubs. Like this is like the other, what they consider the best in the world. So you have to, at the very least give them a, cause he gives everyone else a chance to get some run. Like Portman mm-hmm. is always out on the ice, you know, after and he Dwayne. was kind of reluctant to dive in and Dwayne is always out there always getting out those there. dangles going, you know, he he gets he gets fucking roughed up in this uh, in this Iceland game yeah. though. There's there's quite a few cutscenes. Uh, everyone where he's he's getting roughed up. Everyone's fatal flaws uh, from kind of come to the surface in this Iceland game. Yep, I mean, you know? they, uh, good te- good teams have a way of doing that to you. They they expose your flaws. That's right. That's right. But that's a, before that's we what get a good to coach the game, does. Brandon. Yes. That's well, Julie, the cat sharp as ever calls Bombay and on his shit. We'll get to it at the end of yep. the episode where it's like, Hey, they were prepared. They were ready. They knew us inside and out. You were out goofing around pitching shoes with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Get your shit together, Bombay. You're coaching yep. in the junior Goodwill games. Yes, uh, exactly. Man, we got, we got beef with <laughs> Bombay's coaching right now. Yeah. But oh, before the game, before the coaching, we've got date night, Brandon. Date night. Break, breaking Date some night. curfew. Yeah, I love that. Uh, little doo-wop band in the background. I love that, too. <laughs> that was nice. You know what I mean? Like, that was that was just, I was like, oh, man, I would have, you know, I would have thrown him a couple bucks for sure for, for doing that. Um, it reminded me of Breaking Up is Hard to Do from Sweating with the Oldies with uh, Richard Simmons. When, when I was bored one time, uh, Kelly and I did that on YouTube. We did the, okay. the sweating with the oldies. It's, it's pretty yeah. awesome. It's it a good workout. But yeah, that's it. That's what that song reminded me of. But anyways, um, have you ever done that before? The sweating with the oldies stuff? No, no. I know what you're talking with about. Richardson? Oh, it's great. They got some. Anyways, yeah, they get it's like dance moves to break it. It's it's great. It's a lot of fun. If you kids, if you're ever bored with your workout, go check out some Richard Simmons on YouTube, man. You'll you'll get some sweating <laughs> with the oldies going for sure. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that aside, we've got Fulton and Portman. They're trying to mack on some ladies. They're breaking curfew. Just a couple badasses out on the town. Um, and, and Fulton comes up and says, uh, hey, ladies, nice night for a stroll, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Didn't work. 
But Portman was loving it. Got a laugh and a smile. That's half the battle. That's true. That's true. That he did get a smile, but they took off, man. They were like, "All right, that's that's cute, but oh, yeah, we don't they, have time for your shenanigans." It's past curfew, and these these fucking Bash Brother looking fools can't trust yeah. those guys. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then Portman, but he's he's excited, and he says, "Hey, man, no curfew is going to keep us down." And then they're ready for some ice cream. Classic Portman. But, his, his his bad influence. That's, oh, that's, that's, the, that's Chicago for you. I was just going to say that. That's that Chicago <laughs> bad boy mindset, you know? Like, nothing's going to stop him. He's got a tattoo, a bandana. Uh, real bad boy vibes don't right for, there. Don't forget about the sleeveless hockey jersey. Sleeveless hockey? I'm surprised he didn't cut off his Team USA hockey, but maybe they just don't allow that. Well, he, he can only, you can only do that in practice. It's a, he cut off the <laughs> sleeves in a game. They're not going to let you play. <laughs> I was just kidding, but... But before they can even get their ice cream, Brandon, what do we see? But we see none other than the Mac Daddy himself, Bombay, with the Team Iceland trainer. Yep, Maria. And him and, and him we and have Maria. my favorite interaction. This is one of my favorite interactions. <laughs> this is one of your favorite. It's a, oh, I it's love a, this. It's, a, it's an okay interaction. It's not bad. Oh, this cracks me up, though. This is uh, Bombay. Wait a minute. I thought Iceland was covered with ice. No, no, it's very green. Well, I thought Greenland was green. And then Maria hits me, it hits with the favorite line. And I'll shout out uh, Christine, who's the senior manager. She fucking loves this line too. But it said, no, Greenland is covered with ice and Iceland is very nice. Yep. And then she compares it. She says it's probably very similar to Minneapolis. Yep. To, to Minnesota, where you're from. Yep. And then Bombay I- says, how'd you know where I'm from? She's been asking around. Who do you think she asked? I don't know. Maybe just, maybe just like, uh, like some reporters or whatever. You know, do you? Because we've established in uh, earlier in the movie that Stanson has done his research on on Bombay and he knows his enemies. Do you think she asked Stanson? By the way, where's Bombay from? And and Stanson's like Minnesota. Yep, ex- exactly. That's what I, uh, I they're bet, probably I, talking, right? She probably helped do like, hey, go, go be, you know, really cute and for uh, these true. reporters and dig up some dirt. And then she comes over and she's like, hey, they call him the Minnesota Miracle Man and all this stuff. And he loves having yeah. fun and yada, yada. And then that's that's how at the press conference, Wolf was like, you know, talking all that shit. Yeah, she probably helped him do some of the research, you know. You know, Team do USA it, it. is going down. That's where they're going, Brandon. <laughs> hey, and you know what? He was right. He was right. Yeah, he was right. Yeah, but that's and and then Porton goes to Fulton, and I feel like this is like just like Peter with the and and Carp with the sarcastic Riley interaction, but. Portman mm-hmm. goes to Fulton. He's like, "Look at this. She's an Iceland chick. What's he doing with her? Great coach we got." I know. So I. <laughs> There's, I don't get it, man. Like, calm down. He's just, you know, just, getting some ice cream with the trainer. It's not like he's talking game strategy. He's trying to, you know, just, just, trying, to what it, just trying to wet his whistle, Portman. Okay. As a, <laughs> as a, and phrase and, that like any other way. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my biggest, I, I never understand why these, these kids are always such cock blocks, you know, they get so upset. <laughs> And you would think, because Portman's 45 years old, right? You would think he yeah, would understand. And he, was, 
he was literally just having Fulton go chat up some ladies for them. And Bob A is just chatting up a very lovely Icelandic trainer. And like, that just makes sense. He's a successful, you know, coach pitching air bombays. Like give the guy his due. Yeah. Let let him live his life, man. Like who cares? Like you said, it's not like they're freaking like trading secrets, you know? Yeah. They're not even talking hockey. Not that Bombay has any secrets to tell. He hasn't been coaching anybody. He probably doesn't even know these. He probably doesn't even know Portman's first name. Honestly, I would be shocked if he yeah, knew Portman's I, first name. He definitely hasn't called him by anything other than Portman for the last mm-hmm. few months. But I just, I don't know. Yeah, it just, it bothered me. It didn't make any sense. It, they're not talking strategy. But the way, the way it does make sense is if he's been an absentee coach. And they haven't really seen him around much because he's out think, pitching meetings and doing all that. Yeah, That's yeah. where you get pissed off because it's like, all right, so and we're we, practicing, we're getting ready, and this dude's just out eating ice cream with the enemy. Like that's that would be, you know, that would put a little little fire in your britches, you know. And that that is exactly what's happening. We get a little more uh, like context into it after the Iceland game when they blow up on him because you get. Yeah. Uh, both Jesse, Luis, and Julie both bring up the fact that Bombay hasn't done shit to coach them. Like they're not practicing. They're not. They don't know anything about Team Iceland, and so yeah. that I think that's where it, the the anger is coming from. Um, yeah. But you know, as as thirteen year old, but it kids, was misplaced. It was just a little yeah. misplaced. As thirteen year old kids, they're misplacing it just a tiny bit. Um, yeah, they just don't understand why they're. They know they're mad at him, but they just don't understand why. And so this is just the catalyst. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, if, if you're, if you're, if he's, if Bombay's putting in the time and he's actually coaching these kids, then going for a little ice cream after curfew, no big deal, you know? Yep. But yep, he's exactly. not doing that. He's, he's spending, you know, 20 hours of the day pitching air Bombay's and then the other four hours getting ice cream, you know? Yeah. No hockey. Doing photo there. shoots with supermodels. You know? Yeah, it's messed up. It's not okay. what do you want to see in a youth coach? That's for sure. Oh, definitely not. Kind of, kind of bad attitude. You know, co- speaking co- of coach which, o- Coach O'Ryan would never. <laughs> God. Uh, coach O'Ryan, he in that third movie. I still, <laughs> I'm, I'm. Did I tell you I'm not? I'm refusing to watch the third movie until we break it down, so I can really dig into it with a fresh set of eyes, fresh coat of paint. Cause like I just Charlie and Fulton's attitudes during it were just so shitty that it just bugged me. Oh yeah. yeah. They're, they're real yeah. prima donnas. Yeah. The... Like get your, it, well, it, cause coach goes... Ryan was right. You know, like leave your duck shit at the door. You're in high school now, buddy. Well, it goes, it goes back to one of the, our, one of the previous parts when they get the team USA jerseys and Charlie's like, yeah. can we be, can we be the Ducks still? Why can't we wear our colors? It's like, you're, hey, you're representing the goddamn country, Charlie. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking America, Charlie. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm you, sorry. Do you hate America? <laughs> you know what ducks God, are, Charlie? <laughs> ducks are communists. Okay. <laughs> it's it's we're the bald eagles of america not some fucking communist ducks charlie god yeah, that's what bombay should that's how bombay should have explained <laughs> it to him in the moment <laughs> you know you know who else loved ducks joseph stalin okay 
that's, that's exactly right. Like that's that's how you break it down. Like, listen, Charlie, this is how I'm going to break this down for you. We are the USA American Freedom Loving Eagles, and we are no longer <laughs> the communist ducks. You sick son of a bitch. Yeah, but but the, that go. that go that definitely speaks <laughs> to to the D three thing when you're talking about with their attitude. It's just like yeah. I like sense of entitlement. Like you were a you you won one championship when you were uh, uh, in Pee Wee hockey, Charlie. Okay, the Ducks yeah. are not that special, even though I mean, yeah. they do name a te- they do name a team after them. So you know, yeah. But, but that's just because there's some movies that are in just, real life that were. That's just because yeah, because because they were uh, capitalizing on merchandise, capitalism. Yeah. You know, yeah, capitalism always not, wins out. You know, exactly, and that's why the that's why it's Team USA, not Team Ducks. Yep. Speaking of capitalism, we have Mr. Bombay, Mr. Big Staff, coming in with his Pat Riley hairdo, get, uh, slicked back hair. We get the first, uh, our first introduction to who, what I like to refer as Hollywood Bombay. Oh, I like that. Hollywood yeah. Bombay. That's nice. Yes. Okay. So, hey, yeah, hey. Hollywood Bombay comes strutting in the locker room. Strutting in the locker room, and Averman hits him with some great lines. Oh, this is uh, this is awesome. Averman hits it. Well, the team's like, woo, and uh, I think Connie hits him with a, he's styling, Mr. Coach, and then Averman yep. comes up. Nice jacket. Did you get two pairs of pants with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic, dude. That's a that's we a classic it, men's dude. warehouse type of joke, you know? That's, uh, and I now thinking, I feel like uh, it's more buy one, get one free suits. Uh, yeah, it's buy one get one free. Or the I was thinking uh, Joseph A. Bank. Have you ever heard of? Oh that? yeah, Joseph A. Banks. Yeah, don't, that's don't, it. yep. Don't they have like a like a buy two get three free or like buy one yes. get four free some shit? Yeah, yeah, yes. Every every one of those like men's suit places has a like a similar variation of the same deal, and it's always like a ridiculous deal for the worst suits in the world. Uh, yeah, just it's all. It, I mean, all those things are just money laundering fronts anyway. That's why they were able to do those crazy <laughs> deals. That's that's uh, as as it. Co- Remember when we broke down the accounting of being a criminal on the podcast, Brandon? Like we could just do that again. That's another <laughs> spinoff. Is uh, how to launder money through a uh, men's warehouse. It's real easy. It's real fucking easy. That's why they do it so much. Yeah, I I don't know if we talked about, it, but like there was in there was a Chinese food place right by my house in Houston that it was like the grandma was like this huge kingpin and owned like six like six restaurants, three Chinese, three Mexican, and they were just all laundering money for for the game, you know, well drug trade. Yep. Restaurants are real. the the suit the suit game is a little harder to launder money through because it's like a physical good. The best yeah. businesses to launder money through are services like like a yep. restaurant, um, or consulting, trash. car washes, trash yeah. that that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's where the money's at. But yeah. so yeah. But anyways, Fulton and Portman come up to to Hollywood Bombay and they say good night last night, Coach. Bombay says, "Yeah, it's fine." Well, what would you do, Bombay? And this is where he also gets in trouble because he lies to them. And he says, eh, watched some TV, went to bed early. And I love this, too, where they're like, not well, without not necessarily, a little dessert, right? Maybe a little ice cream. He didn't necessarily lie to them. Well, you know? he didn't. He, he, uh, yeah, he, he did. omitted some facts. 
But he didn't go to bed early. Or well, how? Out with what, that depends. What time is Bombay usually going to bed? Maybe it was early for him. You know. Well, listen. If you are coaching a game the next day and you're staying out super late, that's just another. Negative. Maybe he's got. Maybe he's got insom- insomnia. He's maybe he just can't. You know, he's got some. Maybe he's got sleep apnea. He can't exactly fall asleep right away and stay asleep. You know. Well, walking around may not help that. Munching on some ice cream. Ice cream may or may not help. Probably not, though. You know, probably not. Um, did you also like then Averman ends it with nice haircut? Did you lose a bet? <laughs> oh, it's good dude. to good to get Averman back with the one liners. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Well, and then, and then we get then after the little locker room scene, it cuts to the the pregame. We're skating around pre skate on the ice, and I love we get some too. we get some more Averman. We also get. Maybe our first mention of Goldberg's first name. Did we know Goldberg's first name before this? Yeah, do we they, did. Greg Goldberg. Do they mention it in the first movie? When do they mention it? I was trying to remember. I don't think I. I don't know if I remember, but I feel like when it popped up, I just knew it was Greg Goldberg. Because I feel like he says it um, in the first movie. I was, I, I, mean, I could, like they're doing could, the intros and he's like, who's that? Maybe not. Maybe they don't ever say his first name. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I don't I think like they, I don't think they mentioned his first name in the in the first movie. But I, I again I could be wrong. I was I'm just trying to like go off of my memory. I didn't like go back and wow. look. But uh but yeah, that's a great when, interview when he, by Averman. Oh, it crushes it. He crushes yeah. it, dude. Live <laughs> from LA. Welcome to the Junior Goodwill Games. Tonight's matchup. Oh, here we here we go. We have Greg Goldberg, goaltender, team USA. Greg, what is it gonna take to beat these feisty Icelanders tonight? And then um, he says, I think it'll take a supreme individual effort from me, Greg Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And then he's it's right. all downhill yeah. from there. That's for sure. Yeah, he's right. It will take a, a superior effort from Goldberg. But do you know what the problem is, Heath? Goldberg's not okay. capable of that. Yeah, I like that the ref yells at him and Averman like does a cut to the camera. And then it goes and then it goes to static. That's a great touch. Yeah. Great, great. Editing. Yeah, that's. It really was like that was that was a great interaction. I was um, I was always a little uh, like go, going back to game changers because uh, Aver, Averman's one of the the cameos, uh, one of the returning ducks in that, and we find yeah. out he's a limo driver. I I was I was hoping he would be like a like a sportscaster or something. You know, I was a little disappointed in the the limo, but. Yeah, they could have had someone else doing the limo driving, but I think they just wanted Averman to do it because he's just full of shenanigans. Yeah, I guess that makes you sense. Know, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't fit anyone else, really. You know, you know, you know what would be, you know what would be great if we, if he, if we get another uh, Averman returning to Game Changers, if we get a little more backstory, it'd be great if we find out during the day he's driving limos. At night, he's like a high school or like a pee wee announcer. Yeah, calling you know? youth hockey games. Yeah, yeah, nice. That would be good. That would be good. Wait, do you like to at the beginning of this game where Bombay is talking some shit? <laughs> He's yeah. like, good luck there, coach. You'll sure need it. <laughs> Yikes. He eats those words just, real quick. Yeah. Dude, just the, because, the, the un uh, like, similar to like Goldberg, uh, like we talked about last episode when during the Italy game, like the unwarranted confidence, you know? <laughs> just yeah. The, 
He's won it's one. Unbelievable. He, he's won one Wee championship, and he thinks. But I mean, think they're the greatest, and you know, I, granted, I guess it's that, Minnesota. I guess it's, so like, that's what that's what happens when somebody calls the you the Minnesota players. miracle, man. You know, yeah, that that, it goes that goes straight to your head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, so we get the face off, and we get a little more trash talk, but this time we get. You mentioned it before. We get Gunnar Stahl who is kind of the MVP of team Iceland speaking Icelandic. And Jesse's like, what does that mean? He says, yes, you'll so, find out. Yes. And so this is our first look at the Gunnar Stahl, who is yes, the MVP of, of team Iceland uh, played by Scott white, great actor. Um, and God, Gunnar is fantastic. What a great character. Yeah. So yeah. good. And so you get the yeah you get the Icelandic he's trash talking in Icelandic and then doesn't tell Jesse what it means fantastic love it yeah uh, but they drop they drop the puck and out of nowhere comes fucking Portman and just runs yeah. over Gunnar Stahl the hell's that about Portman Port, I think Portman heard the trash talk and was like no I'm not we're not we're not doing this trash talk we're the bad well, boys he, and Portman he's is trying also to he's trying really to set it elevated down. right now. Yeah, well, and like That's, Portman's like really upset with Bombay, and so once sure, again, his emotions are running high. Yes, yeah, so we have some misplaced anger where Portman is getting a little hot under the collar, and just hears Gunnar Stahl talking shit, and he's like, "You know what? Nope, I'm gonna set the tone. I'm wiping this dude out." And a, a penalty right away, interference, yep. roughing, whatever you want to call yep. it, penalty. Ran right at him away. unprovoked, says the referee. Mm-hmm. And then what does what does Portman do? Makes it a billion times worse. Well, so this this was an accident because he didn't know the ref was right behind him. But he no he, way it looked the way he did it looked like he he saw the ref coming and then did a fake flail and that's why they kicked him out because he was like oh sorry I didn't see you there and that's it's calm down you're out of the game like the ref is like I'm not doing dealing with this you just knocked me over you saw i saw you turn your head and you saw me come in get out of here take a hike bud i don't know about that i think that the ref was 100 oh, real quick with the with the ejection here listen i'm not gonna lie i think he was quick with the ejection but i do think portman's little flail the arm was purposeful the ref saw it and i don't think it was purposeful on the ref i think because he doesn't turn around and see the ref he's still he's Looking at Gun, he's talking shit to Gunner, who's on the ground, and then he feels the ref grab his arm. Which the ref, hey, what are you touching the kid for, ref? That's on what leave the don't touch him. You uh, think it maybe like Portman thought it was an Iceland dude, and so that's, he was that's like, how I read, oh, that's how I read it. He, uh, he felt somebody grab his arm, so he flicked it back because he thought it was an Iceland dude. Uh, and but it was the ref, yeah, and then he's like, oh, shit, messed up there. Because yeah. he, he regrets it. He's like, ah, oh, crap. I didn't mean to do that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, but I so just, he, I don't know, man. You can't, you can't knock the ref down like that, though. Like, you know, like it doesn't, you got to keep your head on your shoulders. So you can't I don't know. let anyone provoke we, you. It's like the same thing with Dennis Rodman back in the day. Was it the Italy game where somebody, che- <laughs> the ref jumped up on the glass, somebody checked, <laughs> checked into the ref? You know, they let yeah, that, that go. That was awesome. That was, that was fine. Yeah, but that was actually accidental. This felt way more purposeful. I I didn't see it the way you saw it. I saw it as like he did this 100% with malicious intent towards that referee. I I don't think it was malicious intent towards the referee. I think he thought it was an Iceland guy, and so he was just flailing his arm back. 
malicious uh, intent, Brandon. But so the the ref kicks him out three seconds into the game. Bombay is furious, right? Absolutely. You're throwing him out. You can't do that. It's three seconds into the game. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then, and then Portman goes into the the locker room and we hit just a, uh, a fantastic display of like regulating your emotions here. Heath. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he just throws his stick on the way out. He's he's throwing sticks. He's, he's breaking chairs in half. He's destroying the locker room. Well, that's that's coming up later. We're not quite there because before he starts destroying the locker room, we have Iceland. I would have loved circles around them. Just Stahl is putting on a fucking show. Before we get into the the game, the the rest of the game, I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about all of Portman's shenanigans right here, right now. I'm just going to get Portman's shenanigans out of the way because he spends. I would love for the because they don't show any like intermission. Uh, stuff like him t- talking to them during the intermission in like the locker room or anything. Uh, but I would have yeah. loved one scene where like at the end of the second period uh, or at the end of the first period, they all walk into the locker room and it's just destroyed. And Portman's just sitting there like, <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck did you do? Portman? <laughs> Cause he, Cause he, he does that. They, I, I they, commented on it. It's a hell of a stool break. It's a hell of a stool break. And they, they show yeah. his cutscenes intermixed throughout the game. So he is having yeah. this temper tantrum for the whole rest of the game. The rest of the, yeah. the, is it, are they playing 20 minute periods? Do you know? I, I'm not I, sure, but it's, it's based on the re, his, like they're cutting it back and forth. Cause his reaction is based on the reaction of the bloodbath. That's like on the ice that he knows he could be influencing right like he's a good defenseman he's big he's strong he could have like him and fulton could have helped hold it down on the different lines and so you know he's just his frustration is blowing over at every goal that iceland scores on goldberg yeah but he spends the entirety of the game throwing a fit in the locker room Yeah, Just, abs- absolutely. I've got all the I've got all the cuts back and forth in here. It's it's great stuff. Yeah, because I love great. when Julie comes in and and she's like, I know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's just always so cool and calm. She's definitely yeah. lives up to that. The cat nickname, you know, that was, nothing that getting was, by her. Cool. Yeah. Cool as a cat. That that scene where she comes in just deadpan monotone. I understand. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Oh, she she does a great job. She absolutely does a great job. And that okay, so and like in the game, man, that goal that they score on Goldberg, where Goldberg is just like barely even takes him like ten minutes to try and get to the other side of the the net after yep, he, we he like slides. Oh my god, we gosh. get trash trash Goldberg right out the get go. Oh my gosh. And then, and then what does he do? He yells at the defense, wake up defense. Can't do this all myself. Yeah. The, he slides completely out of the net. And then he's like, what the fuck defense? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yes, the defense let them get by on a two on one, but at the same time you overplayed that so bad that Gunnar Stahl had time to sit and talk shit before yeah, he I- rips it home. Yep. Not only did it, so he, Gunner had time to to sit there and talk some shit. And the guy who passed, uh, was it Sanderson that passed him the puck? I think it was Sanderson. I think so. I can't uh, remember. But he did a little like fucking twirly little one hand half ass fucking pass too. Uh, yeah. Just uh, embarrassing all around Goldberg. 
Yeah, it was rough. I liked Keenan's uh, trash talk, and, Dude, and I Miss love, McKay was real concerned about it. I love, I love that this line from uh, from Russ. Russ has the best lines. The I don't even have a little brother, and then he hits Goldberg with the uh, what is it? I bet if that puck was a cheeseburger, you'd stop it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he says. It's so, and he has some other ones coming up uh, in the movie yeah. too. Just. Keenan absolutely knocks this out of the park. Uh, no I, surprise he, there. You know? And you know what? He's, I, I bet you he's right. I bet you if that was a cheeseburger, Goldberg would have stopped it. Yeah, for sure. If it was a Philly steak, he would have been all over that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A little Philly, so, Philly Goldberg. Yep, yep. And so then uh, what, what happens? And they're just getting when, wiped out. Is this when Dwayne gets fucking run over? Yep, this is because okay. they just show ducks getting wrecked all over the ice, and then Bombay's flustered. Cowboy Dwayne's out there spinning, yeehaw! And then everyone's yelling at him, "Pass the puck, Dwayne!" And Fulton's like, "Dwayne, can you please give me the puck?" Bombay is screaming, "Pass it!" And then all of a sudden, he just gets absolutely rocked, and that's where it cuts to Portman after Dwayne gets rocked. To, and he's like, I can't believe this is happening. I should be out there. But it's, you know, I, I felt it was his fault for doing that move on the ref. But you feel differently. No, I mean, he, I, I, he still needed, he, he still should have been uh, ejected because you can't, you can't do that to a ref. But I, I don't think it was as malicious as you're uh, making it out to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it was an okay. accident on his part. But yeah, you, you got to, you got to throw him out of, you got to do yeah. something because you can't be doing that to the yeah. ref. A quick message from our friends at Broken Forest Collective. Built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products, Broken Forest provides high-quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American-made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit BrokenForestCo.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. And then it cuts to Yawn in the skate shop and the yeah. announcers like mm-hmm. they're missing big Dean Portman. It's one, nothing Iceland. And they're out skating out hitting team USA in the first period. And Jan is just, he's not mad, but son of a gun. Is he disappointed with Bombay in his fancy pants? Mr. Big stuff, Hollywood outfit. I'll say, cause they, they show, uh, he's watching it on TV and the clip he sees is Hollywood Bombay with the slick back hair yelling at yelling. the kids. Yeah. Just like yeah. Hans. Remember when Hans said that to him in the first movie? Didn't well, want to well, interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to, didn't want to ruin the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, enjoying some, some good yelling. So Jan is concerned. And then we get back to the game and Gunnar Stahl is still rocking and rolling. Um, Goldberg gets a save. Um, and then Banks is like skating and gets absolutely wrecked, what? but he still clears the puck. What one before we go too far? One thing I want to talk about yeah. though is um, right when Dwayne gets smashed, right? He gets he gets smashed by Sanderson yeah. and one of the other guys. I couldn't see the name, um, yeah. But it it was the, number thirty two, I think it was. But he gets smashed in between them, and then it cuts to the the Iceland bench. And do you see what Maria does? No, she, she like does like a little like a hat like a hat tip. She like she's wearing like a uh, an ice team Iceland baseball cap. She like grabs it oh, and like nice. like tips it down. It was a great 
uh, a great celebration uh, from her. I thought it's fantastic. Ah, oh, that's that is a good celebration because that's a good hit. You know, that's a good clean hit. Just wrecked him. Yeah, it's just sandwiched him in between. Yeah, I love it. Um, well, this is where we get. Luis Mendoza, he really can fly across the blue line, but then he gets tripped up and slides into the boards. And so he's they, just like, come on, ref, call something. So they the so the, the announcer mentions he gets tripped. I was like I was like watching it back and forth, right? And it didn't I don't know. I feel I feel like I he thought just I fell. saw a stick in there, Brandon. I thought I saw a stick get there, in there. There was definitely sticks around the area of his feet. I just couldn't tell if it actually clipped him or not, or if he just fell because it, it was, mo- it, was Wait, maybe... so f- it was moving so fast and my subtitles were in the way. Maybe, maybe it did clip that's, him, but that's what the ref saw though. Brandon, you're just, you're talking through the ref's thought process. And that's why we got a no call. And Luis just needs to get his ass up and get so that he was... fast skating to get back on defense. The, the Luis was going to run into the boards, whether or not he tripped or not. We know that for a fact. Exactly. So, Exactly. Good no call. So, Great no call. Yep. I I agree. You just you can't be giving people everything, you know what I mean? And and that but that <laughs> happens, you know, like when you got when you got a tough, you know, mean team, and then you got a team that's based a little bit more on fun and finesse. Like once they start, you know, roughing them up, it, they'll get in their head quick and then it all starts to unravel, like we see. Exactly. It happens, yeah. It's it's the it's a real easy way. You see it in the NHL a ton. When, when teams are down, a real easy way to switch the momentum is just to start roughing it up, mucking it up a bit, you know? Yep. Throw, yep. throw a punch here, a punch there, you know, a little trip. Little, yep, get in their know. head. Exactly. I love it. A little trash talk. I love hockey trash talk, too. It's great stuff. Oh, just just chirping with the boys. Yeah, chirping with the boys. And you know, <laughs> Leonard Kenny does such a good job. But I wish they like my favorite is that they try to mic up like hockey players, but they can they literally can use none of the content. That's all they get. All you get is like cheers and OKs and like yelling the other person's name if they score a goal or something. <laughs> like it's the it's the worst experience ever. I literally have no idea why they do it. It's they can't use anything because they're just, you know, it's like, oh, sweet fucking dangles, boys. You look like a little shit out here. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, so, yeah, know, whenever man. they this is the mic up doesn't make any sense to me it's not a good experience it's not experience. yeah it's it, the the good stuff you can't really use uh during national broadcasts you know exactly and but that's what i want <laughs> i want i want nbc or whoever's i think espn plus abc is doing the the, the stuff but um that's what i want i want them to release the uncut you got to get uh, mic'd up for the you got to get teams. You got to get HBO in on this. Get HBO yes. to to mic them up. Yeah, that's a, HBO should just do like a, a quick little show on that. Just NHL trash talk. Yeah, <laughs> great. So, anyways, all right. So we get back to the game, and uh, um, you know we've we've got Luis who got tripped up, and all of a sudden Bombay hits the panic meter way too soon and says, "We're in trouble, Ken. What can you do for us?" Yep, he goes to you, Kenny Wu. Yep, Kenny goes Wu. goes there real quick, says we're in trouble. And Kenny says, let's see, uh, triple aerial with a double hamel camel. That should split the D. Then a pirouetting half toe touch for the goal. Yep. What do you think about that move, Brandon? Mr. Mr. Figure Skater. Just the whole thing. Uh, not the whole thing. 
90% of that was fucking nonsense. Did you look, did you verify this? Is that, I wanted, I was curious. You used to, you know, you said you used to go to some, I, some I know, uh, I know a good deal about figure skating thanks to the Kurtz family. Uh, we, we've yeah. talked about this before. Shout out yep. Kurtz family. Uh, <laughs> a triple aerial, not a, not a thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, not a, not a, not a term that's used. A hamel, uh, double hamel camel or a hamel camel. That's a real thing. That's legit. Okay. Um, a pirouette is obviously a real thing. Um, and then what was the, what was the last thing that like a half toe touch? That's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, Pirouetting half toe touch. Yeah. I don't know what, what for the goal. Yeah. That doesn't make it. The, the triple aerial is, uh, I assume he just means like a triple spin. And Um, isn't a pirouette when you like kick your legs out? Like, why would you be like kicking your legs out like that for a goal? So he could half touch halfway touch his toes. That's why. Yeah, I mean, you're doing a toe touch while you're trying to shoot. What the, the fuck is a half toe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That's, but but a, a, you're not doing a toe touch for the goal, Kenny. Come on, let's. No, but a, a double hamel camel. That's a real thing. That's a legit fucking okay. move. Uh, but that's the only thing. Everything else he he said doesn't make any sense. And then he just goes out there and <laughs> just gets fucking run over. Does it? But before that, did you see that Connie gave him some really nice encouragement? She says, come on, Kenny, get us back in the game. I'm sure you can do it, Ken. Yeah, it's all on you, Kenny. You're, um, our, you, you're our only hope, Kenny. Yeah, and he does. He starts doing, I, I'm assuming, what he would consider the triple aerial because he's doing some spins. And then the ice. And I, could, I couldn't tell. Does he? Dump trucks him. Yeah, triple aerial, double hamel camel. Like when he was starting to say on that, I was like, "What a mother! What an idiot!" And how is a trip? How is a triple spin going to split the D? You're just spinning in the because air. They're going to make be, him do anything. It's going to hypnotize the defense, and he's just going to spin his way right on through. So and then so he he skating through. He does one full spin, still on the ground. He doesn't even jump. Just one full spin on the skates. Yep. And then looks like he's attempting to jump from that, from a full spin yeah. into a jump, but then just gets crushed by yep. both Gunner and uh, and uh, Sanderson, the, Sanderson the, yep. the big dude. Yeah, and then he, he limps over to the bench, and Bombay is looking really annoyed and distressed, <laughs> and Bombay's love, like, uh, was that I it? <laughs> I love I love that so much. It's a, is that is that what you were talking about? What, was Kenny? that it? And Kenny, yeah, just like a little head <laughs> nod of of shame, like, yeah, that was that was it. They they killed me. And then we go back to the the locker room in Portman. This is where we get Portman. Please give me one more chance at those guys. And then gets the most badass stool break ever. Just yeah. wrecks that stool, crushes it over his knee. Um, in you know, as much as I love Portman, I just, you know what I, it's funny that he's like the, um, like the enforcer. Cause all I think about now is that he's the singing voice of Max from a goofy movie. Yep. And he's, uh, you know, and I and love he, those goofy movie is a very, very underrated Disney channel classic. And that's what he mostly did after the ducks too, right? Was musicals and plays, right? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. He did the newsies crush that role for sure. You know how much I love that fucking movie. That's the one I was trying to think of was the newsies. Um, yeah, but yeah, he did that. He did, he did a bunch of plays, a bunch of musicals. Dude can sing. Yeah. Yeah. And no one will ever be able to at me. Christian Bale's finest role. Newsies. Well, that, I mean, playing the cowboy. 
Well, you haven't seen Alien the Banner. Just wait till you see Thor: Love and Thunder. Maybe you change your mind about that. Is he in that movie? Yeah, he plays the villain in in that when in the yeah in the new in the new Thor. Oh, I'm kind of excited for it. They did a great job with the last Thor movie. I I really like that one. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the new one looks the really one where, good. Yeah. Uh, I like how they they've like changed the like the energy or the vibe of the movie where it's not like super serious. It's like action but kind of like light and fun with it you know what i mean and like really mm. it feels like really nice and superhero-y you know i yeah. don't know how well, else to explain it but like yeah, the energy of the movie is so much better than the first two. First two were just okay that's thanks to uh taiko watiti i think that's how you say his name that could be totally wrong um, shout out yeah he he because he directed uh what was it Rat ragnarok the third one, and then he's directing this new one too. And then he uh, he voices uh, Krog, but he's a oh, that nice that yeah he's he's a fantastic filmmaker and actor and uh, fucking hilarious. Yeah, they've they've really uh, kicked those movies up a notch. So I'm I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Can't Did wait ever... for, to catch it on Disney Plus. <laughs> Not even gonna go to the theaters, Heath. Uh, absolutely not. I don't go to the theaters anymore, man. Like not the, even to the see pandemic ruined it for me. Not even not to see anything. Like I, why would I ever want to go to a theater? I like my own. Although I do love some movie theater popcorn and maybe like some raisinets or some bunch of crunch. What about yeah? What about Jurassic World? That's going to be pretty dope. That is going to be pretty cool. And I love how the dinosaurs got loose and they're just you know they're just eating everybody. You know, so oh, you want to play a baseball game? tough shit you know here comes a raptor and it's gonna eat True. you although gotta keep, gotta keep fact, your head on a swivel the raptors are not actually that big they were more of the size of a cat than as big as they portray them in jurassic park so that's actually a pretty big misconception and uh, the dino, dinosaurs they're, they're always finding new stuff about dinosaurs is the problem you know so you can't yeah, I'm really just, uh, i'm just telling you, you. Can't, you can't say anything for definite they're definitely uh not a, the size of a cat that's for fucking sure. No, they 100% were. Brandon, I listened to an audio were, book. Uh, there was dinosaurs for adults. It was it was great. There's four hours. They, they they range in size though. Heath, the raptors. Yeah, I agree. But in general, they were more the size of a cat and had more like bird features. Yeah. Well, that that was the thing in like the was it like the the mid 2000s? They figured out. Oh shit! These guys got feathers. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a horrifying looking thing. Yep. There, that's, I mean, anyways, that, okay. That, that's the problem with fossils, though. Is you can only you can only really discern so much information from bones. Yeah. Um, you got to make up a lot of the rest. Exactly. Yeah. There's <laughs> unfortunately bones are are pretty terrible at telling you what uh, what was covering them up. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I would love all, all that organic material like defin- that disappears. Uh, hard. Yeah. To, hard I to would, identify. Wouldn't it just be amazing if we were just so wrong about dinosaurs and they looked just horrifyingly insane and we were just so wrong? I, that's what I hope. Well, I, I was um, – I forget where I saw it, but I saw a thing about like the T-Rexes. There, there's a, 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 a new upcoming theory about T-Rexes and their yeah. tiny little arms that they were actually wings similar to like an ostrich. Um, Yikes. So that's what they're thinking now. Or somebody is thinking that. Um, yeah. 
about T-Rexes that they had like they had wings and feathers and were s- more similarly built to like an ostrich. You know, that would make sense, though. Yeah, because what are what are those tiny little arms for if not wings? Like what a, what other yeah. practical evolutionary? It. Let's get back to the game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, ne- neither of us are qualified to be talking about dinosaurs. <laughs> no, but I do. Uh, I do enjoy the old. The old. Cla- I do enjoy all the Jurassic parks. Old, new. They're all great. I just don't go to the movie theater anymore because I like my dogs and my home snacks and to be able to pause it and go to the bathroom. The first Jurassic Park is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. The sure. rest, two and three, are solid. Uh, all the Jurassic Worlds, while average to terrible movies, I still love them because mm-hmm. it's fucking Jurassic Park. I mean, yeah, and I love Chris Pratt. I'll oh, see. I, I, I don't, I don't care for Chris Pratt. What he'll always be Andy Dwyer to me. If it's he's just different, it's just like different variers, variations of Andy Dwyer, just like Burt Macklin, FBI. I like him in Parks and Rec. I like Andy Dwyer. All his all of his other roles, though, I could take or leave. Plus, the dude as a person's a fucking weirdo. You don't like Star Lord? No, I'm not that big of a Guardians fan. I don't. Know. I could. I could take it or leave it. Well, there you go. Well, anyways, okay. So back to the game. We have Iceland skating up. Team USA trying to get back in it. Teams cheering on Goldberg, but we got Olaf Sanderson right down the middle with Gunnar Stahl. Sanderson Wait, to Stahl. He scores. Oh, yep. I thought you. Yeah. I thought you called. I thought you called him Henderson for a second. Oh, sorry. And maybe it was a slip of the tongue, but I said Olaf Sanderson. Okay. Yep. Olaf, and we got. And, uh, yep. And Miss McKay is looking distraught in the stands, Brandon. She is alarmed. Well, as she should be. I mean, it's what is it? Is it yeah. five nothing? Five nothing now? Is that what it is? Yep. Uh, yep, something like that. And we cut to Bombay in the huddle. Where's our concentration? You guys are out there running around like a bunch of chickens with your heads cut off. His, uh, yeah, his, uh, his pep talks not that great. Leave no. a lot to be desired. Yeah, because Jesse says, he's like, we're doing our best. And Bombay fires back. Well, your best isn't good enough anymore. Blow this game and we are one loss away from elimination. You guys might want to go home early, but I sure as heck don't. That honestly might be the worst thing you could say to somebody in the middle of a game. Where they're not you're, playing you're, well. Your best isn't good enough anymore. Yeah. And and Averman <laughs> turns to Julie the cat. My, that was inspiring. And he's like, like you said, like, hey, we're trying our best, coach. Well, that sure as hell isn't good enough. You guys suck. That's all we, I'm yeah. saying right there. Man, you may that's... we may as well stop playing right now because even if you play your absolute best, it's not good enough. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, wait, hold on. It was 4-0 Iceland as we head into the third and final period. So, like, this comes unglued in the third period. They score eight fucking goals. Yep. Well, I mean, after that period, after that, uh, that rousing pep talk, you know, what what do you expect? Yeah, they just, yeah, I get, they just completely turned off because even the announcer says, you know, he hopes Bombay has some magic up his sleeve because they are getting thoroughly manhandled tonight. Mm-hmm. Rough look. Yeah. Rough look. Um, but so then they come then, back out for the third period and that first goal, uh, 
who scores that? Who scores the next goal? Do they show that? Gunner Stahl just flies Gunner. down the 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 ice, jukes out Goldberg, hits him with the five zero, and this is where um, Bombay yells, "Goldberg, you're off!" And Goldberg is thankful. Finally, finally, yep, he says that. He says, "Finally." Um, and then well, on re- the way out, he says, "Good luck, goalie. You're gonna need it." To Julie. <laughs> To Julie the cat, and th- this is yeah. the this is the one th- the one good coaching decision Bombay makes is he 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 pull Goldberg, not only because Julie the cat's a better goalie, but because in in these types of sh- scenarios you don't you don't you don't want to leave your goalie out there to get embarrassed, you know. There's yeah. Once it once it's like, like a mercy rule exactly you. you it's like end his mercy, pull him out of the game, put the backup in, you know, L- losing. Give him a 12... chance to kind of dust yourself off. Exactly. Don't, don't leave him in there to suffer. Cause that, like that's, that's what kills the, the confidence is, is leaving your goalie in there to suffer. Cause I mean, losing, yeah. you, you put the backup goalie in, he lets, lets in a few more goals. Uh, I mean, no harm, no foul really. There's the you know the famous saying lo- losing seven nothing is the same as losing one to nothing. The loss is a loss. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Um. So yeah, get get Julie in there. Maybe she can provide a spark. Who knows? Um. But, I mean, she doesn't she doesn't last very long in there. Yeah, she doesn't last very long because we get Sanderson and Gunnar Stahl coming up, and Sanderson says. Sending in a woman to do a man's job. Don't break a nail. So this this caught me off guard. Now now watching it back now, this caught me off guard because this seems very very uncharacteristic of the Icelandic culture. They're one of the the most progressive countries when it comes to uh, like equal pay and you know women's rights and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but in the '90s, wasn't everyone kind of the worst about that stuff? I don't know. I, I also I, that narrative doesn't push forward Iceland as bad guys, so you kind of got to throw realism out a little bit, it, just so they could be jerks. Like this could be like a one, just like in general, right? Like you might have a big group full of people and everyone's very supportive, but that one person might be a real jerk about it. You know what I mean? And so maybe the Sanderson guy who. We well, find see, out later Sa- is kind of a kind of a tool, right? Sanderson makes sense. I can see that, but I I would have preferred Gunner not to be involved because it, it goes against Gunner's personality for sure. Well, Gunner was just kind of you know there, right? Like he was uh, guilty by association on this one. Does he? Does is, is Olaf the only one who says anything? Gunner doesn't say anything. You got it. Okay. Yep. Gunner just skates over with him, and then uh, Olaf says, you know. Sending in that woman to do a oh wait, no, hold on. I think Gunner says don't break a nail. See, there we go. See. Yeah. And then Ju- I think Julie kind of like I get it. She wanted to prove a point, but you know what a proven a better point is like shutting them out for the rest of the game. Instead, she says, I'm sorry, boys, but can you help me with my pads, please? And they're both like, ooh, la la. See, help I with some pads. I, I loved this from Julie. Um I thought this was fantastic. Really, you think just just see? I to me, it, I if, think like if, if shut I, if, him up by shutting him out. She's not going to shut him out. It's for what? That's 
it's like five nothing if they don't score for the rest of the third period all of she's a sudden, not gonna that's not your gonna shot goldberg's out. out of there you don't she's, know that she's not gonna Brandon. shut him she's out she's julie the cat the only thing i would have changed about this interaction is i wish she would have punched him in the face instead of just hitting him in the gut <laughs> <laughs> she just knocks him over and then the ref toot that's it that's that was my whistle toot that's it and then, that's intent to injure you're out of the game let's go I, young lady again he's real quick with the fucking throwing people out he's, yeah he he yeah he gives her gives her the the uh the heave ho pretty quickly there right 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 away but, like no not even i don't know that that was that was not the right like that should have just been like out. a penalty for roughing you know, like that's yeah. two penalty two, for roughing. Two minutes. Two minutes. Throw, throw somebody in the box. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. That's he he jumped way too fast on giving her the hook. But you know, what can you do? He yeah. he was just tired of the team USA shenanigans. I get I mean, they're not really giving you any shenanigans. They're getting fucking laid out here, bro. Well, you know, they seem like they were kind of complaining a lot. And so maybe the refs are just sick of listening to them complain during their blowouts. And so now they're kind of just letting uh, Iceland stick it to them. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. A little we, refereeing we, bias. I say, do we know where these referees are from? Are they from Iceland? We, we don't. But when we hear them talk, it, I don't hear any... Um, these any fucking, kind of uh, accent these, or anything. But yeah. These junior Goodwill games are rigged, Heath. Rigged. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we get Julie the cat gets the hook. Goldberg thanks her for the breather. And then we need to sh- get some momentum going. So now we're going to do Fulton slap shot time. Um, and Dwayne this time wisely passes it to Fulton, but li- too little too late there, buddy. Um, and Reed winds up, slams it, and then whoa, glove saved by Seggy. S E G G I, by the way. Glove save and a beauty. That's his name, Seggy. I didn't catch that one. Yep, Seggy. S E G G I. Okay, that's and, definitely uh, that's and, definitely definitely not an Icelandic name. Yeah, and uh, the the announcer says he'll have the imprint of a puck in his palm after that one, and, and then it, it he shows really that he does. does. Yeah, but, have a horn. You'd think that there'd be like a if it's gonna leave that kind of an indent, like the hand doesn't have a lot of meat on it. Like you're probably gonna break a bone in your hand, right? For, for that kind of indention. Probably, but that indention doesn't make any fucking sense. On the palm? Because well, he doesn't catch it with the palm of his glove. He catches it in the net of the glove. If you look at yeah. it. So like it technically never hit the palm of his hand. It, it never even touched it never even touched his hand. Yeah, but that doesn't have the same effect for the movie as a really scary look of a palm being crushed by a by a hockey. But the, just don't don't show it not hitting his hand. You know, that's yeah. all I'm asking. Well, know? just a little. It's it's, it's called little, movie effects, Brandon. Come on, that's true. You know what I always say, but, Heath. We're not we're not here for the plot. Not here for the plot. Oh, I thought you were gonna hit us with incorrectly using the "fool me once" line again. First Let's... of all, I've never incorrectly used it. So I don't know if you've ever correctly right used now. it. That's okay. That's okay. That's fine. You can. I I won't take that away from you, Brandon. I'll let you live in that <laughs> world. <laughs> but but after this we get back to portman in the locker room and he is just punching and punching that training table looks up and says hi and we get this is where we get julie the cat i know how you feel 
<laughs> That's great stuff. And then we're kind of gearing up towards the end of the game, end of this episode, Brandon, because we have Banks is on the ice and he moves along the left wing side. Now he moves into the center, gets a really nifty spin move where the Iceland dudes, uh, I believe, knock each other out. Yep. Then he's Gives all the alone. Yep, all alone, and he scores. Put him in the spin cycle, baby. What? Is hey, that I'll... still on dryers? The spin cycle, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're good. You're okay. good. I didn't know if that was still a feature on some of these fancy new dryers. You know what I mean? Um, I think it is. Why would it not be? I don't know. It just, you know, sometimes you can upgrade. I always do the, like, mm. the... Um, power efficiency setting. Yep, that's yeah. smart. That's smart. Yep. So, anyways, um, we banks. He shoots. He scores. He unwisely hits the net with his stick and is like talking shit. And is like, yeah, we got one. And that's yeah. where it opens up his wrist for Sanderson. Cheap shot of the century. And he comes on, in. This is I have a problem with this, Brandon, because we he comes in and so Julie fast. And just wax his he comes in so fast. Blatant, so oh hard. God. See, and, th- and this the is ref what, gives him th- two minutes for roughing. Are you kidding me? This is total bias refereeing. He gives Julie the cat the hook. He kicks Julie and Corman oh. out and then lets this motherfucker just get two minutes. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like that's like ejection for the tournament. That was intent to injure Julie. The cat pushing them over was not fucking intent to injure guy. Oh man. That chapped my ass in the moment. I was like, hold the phone here. We've got Sanderson real prick. Just takes out banks and gets a penalty. Uh, Brandon, the injustice of this, that if that happened in the NHL, uh, it would oh, a thousand percent. It would be a five minute major penalty, and so yeah. that that means that means Team USA would have five minutes on the power play, regardless of how many goals they score during the power play. Then yeah. you would you would also tack on a ten minute game misconduct to Sanderson, and you would kick him out of the nice. game. And then yeah. he would probably he would probably be suspended for a game, if not two. Absolutely, like that's that's an easy suspension for him. Yeah, and that that yeah. that was that was the thing why I'm why I was why I am I I hate throwing Julie the cat out, you know, and I hate throwing Portman out because it doesn't make any sense when you let this guy stay. Yeah, but it, it I mean it doesn't make any sense, you know, logical game wise, plot wise though, you needed a way to get Julie and Portman out of there. Um, yeah, that way it's, you know, they cut when they play in the second game, you have you have enough of a Two difference. People. You have enough of a difference that it makes sense that they could come back and win, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to just end in another blowout because Portman is a pretty key figure in in their lineup. He's he's their enforcer, you, you know, and like like Tibble says at the beginning of the movie, you're going to need, need him, him when you play Iceland. Team Iceland. Yeah. Yep, you got it. That goddamn Tibbles. He's right about one thing. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a hell of a salesman, though. We got to so give I, him that. He's a hell I, of a salesman. I do love Sanderson, though, as they – because the, so the dude comes in. 
he comes in so fucking hot, dude. He's like skating the length of the ice and he's screaming while he's skating towards Banks. And then the hardest he can, he smashes Banks' wrist. Un- like, that was so unbelievable of like him coming in hot. Just out, out of fucking nowhere. It was amazing. And then he's yeah. getting he's getting escorted by the ref to the penalty box for his two minute penalty, right? Mm-hmm. And he he goes, uh, we call that we call that a love tap in my country. <laughs> yes. Oh God, Sanderson's a real real piece of work, isn't he? I love. He really makes you not like him. There's I. Oh yeah. He he's he's a he's a great. Uh, uh, He's a great villain. He's very uh he would fit right in with with McGill, you know. Yeah, him, McGill, they he kind of reminds I feel like he would be a bad guy in Die Hard even though I think they were German, but I just they, they that's what I, I got ba- I got Die Hard bad guy vibes from yeah. him. Well, he he's he's very stereotypically he's the tall blonde bad guy from yeah. 80s movies, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very uh what's that? Why am I blanking on his his name? The dude from Rocky. Oh shit! What is his name? I'm gonna blank on it too. Uh, is in all the all the Expendables movies too, right? Oh, the the, the Dolph Lundgren. Name, yeah, the actor's name is Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. I was trying. I was trying yeah. to remember the character name in Rocky, though. Do you remember the character's name? Nah, that doesn't matter. It's it's oh, he'll I, always be. It doesn't matter. Dolph Lundgren. I, yeah, I love I, that guy. I, Ivan Gro- Drovich. I think that's what it is. Ivan. Oh Grovich. yeah, that that is it. That is it. But oh okay. man, I love Dolph Lundgren. He's great. Oh, Dolph Lundgren's fucking fantastic, and I love that he uh he's he's. He does a lot of uh, he does a lot of weird stuff nowadays that like pokes fun at himself. Like, um, did you ever watch It's Always Sunny? He does. Uh, they they have the the Thunder Gun movies that are like a, like action movies in in their universe or whatever, and they show little clips of it sometimes. And he plays the guy in that, like making fun of eighties movies. He's oh, you I can love t- that. you can tell Dol- Dolph Lundgren's got a good sense of humor about himself. But yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, he does. He does. He, I agree. But yeah, we love some Dolph Lundgren. But yeah, this guy is total like '80s bad guy. Yes, all the way and through. I, but and I love. Okay, go ahead. I I fucking love when people when people use the phrase in my country, and then they use it to like justify t- terrible behavior. I don't know why, but that's like a great comedy trope that I love. In my country, gets me every time. Yeah, uh, I love it. And then hold on. So Sanderson is going to the box and then we get Portman in the stands, showered and changed um, and starts yelling at Hopefully Sanderson showered. and coming up to fight him. Well, maybe not showered, but potentially showered. Um, he's, he's changed. And- he, you, you can tell he's like hiding. He's like trying to be incognito because he's like when you see him at first, he's like hiding his face while he's sitting in the chair. And then he and then he gets up and storms the penalty box. Yeah, it just storms the penalty box, yelling at him. And I, he's that's that's where Sanderson was saying too. Yeah, my country, uh, in my country, we call that a love tap. And then he's like, "I want a piece of you, Sanderson. You're mine. Oh, you think it's funny? <laughs> oh man, that is." And Sanderson's just laughing. And uh, Portman's actually kind of lucky he didn't get in, like more trouble there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. To get ejected from the game, then to go in the stands and then try to jump the penalty box to fight the dude—that's taking a little far, buddy. You know, the, that's, the, that's it's a baller move. That's what that is. 
Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just, I, 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 that's a, that's a tough look, but then we gear up to, I love how they end this game because all I could think of was from one of our earlier podcasts where you were talking about how the, one of the, some of the writers did not like Josh Jackson as Charlie Conway because we get a throwback to Charlie as spaz way. That's what I, (laughs) that's what I have in my, is that what you put too? It's classic spazway is what I wrote in my notes. Yeah. Oh, throwback <laughs> spazway on the break and then swinging a miss. And, and what did Bombay say? He's like, swing a little harder. You'll give him a cold next time or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That's the first thing he says to Charlie in the game. And then, man, that third period got away from him. 12-1. And we end with Wolf the Dentist giving Bombay a wonderful golf clap. I loved it. Wonderful little golf clap, and then uh, we'll end uh, we'll end this with the because right after you get the little golf clap, Bombay's throwing some papers, and then you, we get a little uh, a little pep talk from our boy Don Tibbles here, who uh, is very upset. He's he's what's he say? He says uh, twelve goals, huh? Uh, we're what we're paying you to to win, right? He says, what does he say? Oh, he yeah, yeah. Hold on. It's uh, Tibbles is confronting Bombay after just a horrible loss. And, mm-hmm. and he does that. He's like, 12 1? 12 1, huh? You think Hendricks is interested in backing a loser? You're only yeah. good to us if you win. And then he, then he fucking throws a, a pot shot at Minneapolis again. Why does everybody in this movie think Minneapolis is a small fucking town? <laughs> Oh my God. I, I just broke that too. It drives me nuts. Like, why do they think that Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's the twin cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's yeah, a very large area. Like it's not some rinky dink town that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. It's, it, that didn't make any sense to me either, but yeah. And, and Bombay says, he's like, Don, I, I you know, I'm, uh, I didn't have the magic tonight. Cause, cause Tibbles is like, I've been good to you, man. I gave you yeah. a real shot. A real shot to be somebody, and this is how you repay me. And that's well, where, I mean, uh, t- Bombay's t- like, I oh, go ahead. I said, Tibbles is scared too because he mentions, uh, in, in, in this scene, Tibbles. So, so, Tibbles went out on a limb for the Minnesota Miracle Man. Okay. So, if Bombay yeah. does, if Bombay doesn't work out, not only does Bombay Tibbles get fired, is Tibbles is gone too. You know, yep. And, and this is where after Bombay says he didn't have the magic, Tibbles hits him with a mic drop. He says, well, you better get the damn magic and you better get it fast or I'm out of a job and you're on your way back to Palookaville, Minnesota, shoveling snow and sharpening skates. Have a nice well, night. Palookaville. That's, I was trying to remember what he, what he called it. Palookaville. Yeah. <laughs> Palookaville. Ah, oh, God, that, that old, that old Tibbles is Just a real... The- for for a for a, a movie franchise that is, is set not only takes place in but also filmed in Minneapolis and St. Paul, they take a lot of shots at that city. <laughs> yeah, they really do. They really do. Yeah. So, but so, but so yeah. that's where is that, that, that should we wind it down here? Yep. So that that's where we're gonna cut off. I believe that's like the fifty-one minute mark, right? Right on, or not yeah. the right. Yeah, 51 yeah. minute mark. Yeah, and it's right before um, we get Bombay back in the locker room. Yeah, so so after this, so, we'll, so for the next part, it'll pick up with the post game pep talk, another good pep talk from Bombay, and yeah. then uh, and then it goes into um, we then then we get some some more rust action in the next part as well. We get a little um, yeah, 
Team USA has to they got to go find themselves again. As as with all uh with all of these movies, Heath, where what's where's yep. where's what's the best place to find yourself to find why you're really doing this? It's on the streets. On the streets. Yep. Little little bit of street hockey. I'm I, you know, Brandon, I'm fired up for this next episode. It has my favorite scene of the entire movie. We got some soul searching going on for not only the ducks, but we got Bombay off on his own doing his own soul searching while these ducks are getting getting it yep. together. Holly, Hollywood Bombay is going to get a real good look in the mirror, and then we're going to get uh, some help from uh, – since you mentioned some soul searching, Heath, we're going to get some yep. help from some soul skaters. Yeah. Oh, yes. That you were right, Brandon. These guys had Keenan's brother had team pup insides written all over him. <laughs> Soul skaters for life. Get that. Like in USA, Team USA was acting like Team Exploits. Like, get that out of here. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to follow and like us on Instagram at the Cake Eaters Pod, on Twitter at the Cake Eaters. Also, reach out to us via email, thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com, or visit our website, thecakeeaterspod.com. <laughs>